party it's a party it's a party it's a party it's a party i don't know who i'm partying with i guess by myself but it's a party hello hello and hello welcome to season two everyone welcome to season two of the movie bugle podcast it's it, i feel like i've been offline and off air for a long periodically time but i am officially back my name is justin and i am the host of this podcast i'm the host of this channel and i'm the i'm just a host i'm just here i'm just i love talking about movies and tv shows and thank you so much for tuning in to listen to me talk about it <laughs> so first off like i said welcome back this is season two this is the first official episode of season two and uh, if you are a loyal follower, thank you so much for coming back. And I miss talking with you guys and I hope you guys miss me talking to you. <laughs> so in the meantime, a couple of things I have to go over with you guys. I'm trying to expand. I'm still trying to expand and get the movie bugle out there and get, you know, my voice to a lot of people. And I just love talking about movies with everyone. So if you haven't already follow me on instagram at the movie bugle i am also on twitter i'm a little bit more so i mean to be honest i'm not really as like prevalent on both but i'm more of a social presence on instagram than twitter i'm trying to get better though i'm trying to get better because uh, i already you know barely maintain my own but i'm still trying to get you know more of a presence on there and engagements interactions so but follow me because i'm going to start posting a lot more things um there's another thing that i'm about to talk about as well that i'm going to start posting stuff on there and i want to interact with you guys i am back on youtube i'm officially back on youtube if you go to youtube and type in the movie bugle you will see my logo on there as well i'm going to be dropping different content on my youtube channel from time to time that you won't be able to find here on the podcast you know one of the things that i was you know trying to brainstorm while i was gone is how do i you know get more information out there how do i branch out or do different things and still try to provide as much content as possible and one thing i wanted to do is i wanted to use this podcast as more of discussional pieces you know more of the long drawn out thoughts um and then use the youtube channel as more of like the quick things quick reviews you know quick interviews quick stuff like that you know, I could post those on my Instagram page, post those on Twitter. And then I really want us to have fun with these podcasts. I really want, I really want to like, you know, stretch up my legs and, you know, um, just, just go for it and just have fun with it. So that's what this episode is. And, you know, and we're going to have a lot more to come. I'm still going to have all of my wonderful guests. Shout out to everyone who was in my first season, you know, the season one and season two thing. I knew I wanted to do something like that, but everything worked out in timing. I had some things going on in my personal life. So when I stopped after episode 22, I was like, you know what? I think this is a good place to stop. A lot of TV shows, you know, have about 22 episodes on network cable. And uh, I wanted to say, you know what? Let me go ahead. And I was actually going to start this at the, I will restart it for season two at the end of august but i had a wonderful opportunity to go talk about the movie that we're going to be talking about on this particular podcast two weeks early and it was a whole experience as a whole thing so i figured you know what why don't i relaunch everything and re you know bring everything back up with that so it was a lot of fun um let's just go ahead and get into it so 
Um, I'm dropping this episode on the day that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the next latest and greatest Marvel movie, is coming out September 3rd. Um, so I'm dropping this. I'm, I should also be dropping a YouTube video just giving my quick overall review on it. Um, so be sure to log into YouTube. And also, if you or if you follow any of if you follow me on any of these platforms, you know, like, comment and share. You know, it's it takes a village, you know, to, to, to grow this thing. And, you know, I truly need you guys help. But anyways, so I'm dropping this on September 3rd. You know, the day the Shang-Chi comes out because I wanted to make a big splash and, you know, say I'm back. I'm back, period. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, let's talk about Shang-Chi. Now, in the video that I'm going to put on YouTube, that's more of the actual review of the movie, my thoughts about the movie. I'm also going to talk about a little bit of the experience that I had going there. I'm going to talk about it here, too. But I actually wanted to use this podcast and just talk about, you know, diversity in TV and movies. You know, I've talked about it so many times in the first season. I had a whole episode entitled, you know, Representation Matters, you know, during Pride Month in the month of June, I had different people people on here we talked about Juneteenth we talked about you know polls we talked about LGBTQ movies and TV shows you know we just I have a, a under a underlining theme of just representation so I felt like this was a great opportunity to talk about representation and how this movie made me feel as a black person going to see uh you know a all you know Asian you know predominantly Chinese led cast in a superhero film so anyways, before I get to that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about my experience. Like I said, I'm going to also talk about this in the video, but I want to talk about it just in case you haven't watched the video yet or for whatever reason I didn't get around to doing it. But anyways, um, so I went to an early screening of Shang-Chi and I actually used to do a lot of screenings before the pandemic. I used to go um, sometimes it was a week before, sometimes a month before. Um, I think the longest I've seen a movie before was like six months. Um, it was when the first it movie came out. Um, it was put on directly by Warner brothers and it was one of those, Hey, so the VFX are not all the way done, but we want to get a sense of what you guys feel about this movie. Um, and that was actually really cool. I, I liked that a lot. I had a lot of fun with that. So I like to try to go see screenings and, you know, just get in a know and network myself around, you know, this great city of Los Angeles. But anyways, I saw the opportunity pop up online on Twitter. Actually, it was like, you know, advanced screenings. They did it. They announced it the day after the premiere over here in Hollywood. They said, you know, we're going to have advanced screenings all around the country, all these different places. Grab a tickets now. So I grabbed it immediately. And the next day after that, I went ahead and saw this movie. Now, they had the screening at the Chinese theater. And it was so fitting. And actually, by the time this come out, I would have seen the movie twice because I'm going to see it opening day at the Chinese theater again because I felt like it was only fitting <laughs> to go see, you know, a Chinese-led movie at the Chinese theater. So anyways, I went and saw it at the Chinese theater and it was amazing. Like the whole experience. Now, anytime you go to a screening, especially if it's put on by Disney or by Marvel uh, or if it's super early on, they will take your phone 
And, you know, I'm I'm used to that, but it was still kind of like, okay, you know, you just have to sit there. And I went by myself, so I didn't really have anyone I can talk to. Um, and I could have talked to people around me, but, you know, it was like one of those things. And the Chinese theater is a huge theater, so I sat, like, in the front section, and we're sitting there waiting and waiting, and there wasn't going to be any previews, so I was just waiting for the movie to go on at any moment. And they had the, a little announcer guy come out in the front, and he was like, you know, thank you guys for coming out to this advanced screening for the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings presented by Disney Marvel, blah, 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 blah. Um, please sure to you know you can write your impressions about the movie but please don't spoil it uh, we're still under uh, embargo X Y and Z and there was an alright cool we're thinking the movie's about to start and all of a sudden they're just halting and then all of a sudden we hear like this you know guy with an intercom saying you know, I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. We're going to have everything up and running just shortly. But I was like, someone's here. I was like, if Simu Liu comes out, I'm literally going to lose my crap. So all of a sudden, he says it again. And long before, it was Simu Liu, the star, the main character, Shang-Chi himself, comes running down the stairs. And he was so pumped and so excited. And I was like, this is why I came. I knew that if I would have went someone would have shown up now i remember the last time something like that happened i think i went and saw jurassic world i saw jurassic world with you know my brother richard and we went to the chinese theater and they it was a regular i think it was like opening night or something like that we went and it was a regular you know screening you know uh, packed full of people it was actually one of the most packed that i've actually seen the chinese theater because of of that brand you know jurassic park has a huge following so we're watching it or whatever and then after the last preview the lights come on and they're like ladies and gentlemen the director of jurassic world and announces the director and he comes out with the producer um who also was the original producer on the original jurassic park movie and then oh I, I i can't think of her name i'm gonna look at her while i keep talking but you know the main actress came out as well chris pratt wasn't there unfortunately i actually think he was on set um filming um guardians because they did call him they they called him on um they called him on facetime and was like hey everyone is here tell everyone like whatever blah blah, blah, blah. bryce dallin howard bryce dallas howard was there as well so it was the director bryce dallas howard one of the producers who also worked in the original jurassic park movie um they all came out and it was like they were so excited for this movie can't wait for you guys to see it x y and z like i said they facetimed chris pratt and they showed the movie and i was like oh my god i'm in hollywood watching movies with stars <laughs> so Back to Shang-Chi. So like I said, Simu Liu came out and um, he talked to us for a little bit and you know, he was so pumped and was so excited and then he left and the movie started. And boy, when I tell you this movie is so amazing. It's so beautiful to look at the, the authenticity of the Chinese culture you know the representation 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 in the movie the humor was there the action was there i already knew this movie was going to be good but to be honest with you i'm not even gonna lie you know i love marvel i feel like black widow was kind of underwhelming i'm sorry for all the black widow fans out there um so it was a little bit of a setback in my opinion uh for the marvel because you know this year we've been eating we've been 
Marvel's been feeding us this year, y'all. Like, we started off right there in January with WandaVision. And WandaVision, no one thought that was going to work. Just the premise of the show, and everyone was so confused. I think hardcore Marvel fans was excited about it from the beginning. But, you know, the casual fan, there's a lot of people I talked to who was who watched the first episode and turned it off. Um, you know, in I, you know, I stuck with it because I had an idea as to what they were doing. It didn't really pick up or actually, I don't think it peaked the overall general interest of the audience into the end of season, uh, sorry, end of episode three, when you see Monica Rambeau being thrown out of this fortress and everyone's like, wait, what just happened? And then season four, they showed the behind the scenes, you know, her being snapped back by Than or by the Hulk, you know, all the stuff like that. And you really actually get into the meat and vegetables of the show. You're like, oh snap, okay, this, okay, here's the Marvel show. And then from there, it was just a full train ride into the very end. And then right after that, you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was amazing. I, you know, I go back and forth between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier being my favorite shows of this year from Marvel. You know, I go back and forth. Then you had Loki. Now you were, we're in What If right now. And then, you know, but in the middle of that, you also have Black Widow. And we're all excited because like, yes, we haven't had a Marvel movie. And, you know, since Spider-Man, you know, Far From Home. And then it was just a little, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I liked it. Like it wasn't bad, but it was a little underwhelming. Like, you know, it was, it was underwhelming. I'm sorry. But anyways, no shade. Um, so Shang-Chi, I was excited, but I was also like, all right, what's going on? Like these TV shows cannot be the best part of phase four, but Shang-Chi did not disappoint. If you are listening to this, I'm going to talk a little spoilers only because I'm going to, I want to get into the themes of representation and you know, so if you haven't seen the movie, like I said, this is coming out the day it comes out, save it go watch the movie and then come back <laughs> so let's get into it really quick shang chi now this movie is beautiful i love the way it started off with the whole you know the the narration of the mandarin and how all that was spoken you know in mandarin you know it was spoken you know in a different in the, in the native language uh man, not mandarin well this the language is mandarin um, but the character was the Mandalorian. No, it wasn't the Mandalorian. It's, it's, it's y'all going to slaughter me for this. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up real quick. But anyways, Mandalorian is from Star Wars, Justin. What is happening, dude? <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. So anyways, I just love how it opens up. You know, we're speaking Mandarin we're speaking, you know, all that good stuff. And we're just going through, just talking about everything, talking about the history of everything. Um, I love, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and then we, we get into the movie and, you know, you have the typical humor. But one thing, like I said, I wanted to talk about the, the diversity in this, you know, uh, just in the Marvel world. I've been following Simu Liu since they announced him as Shang-Chi. And for those who don't really know, he got this role. Obviously, he had to go through a whole audition piece. But I think was it after Endgame, or it was somewhere back in 2017 or two? No, it wasn't after Endgame. It could have been. It was around Infinity War, Endgame, somewhere around that time. I don't know if it was Black Panther or whatever the case may be. But he made a post on Twitter and was like, "Marvel, you know, Shang Chi was good. You know, just calling him out." 
and they called him and was like, "What's up, sis? Like, do you want do you want this movie or not?" <laughs> but you know, in all seriousness, you know, the, he went through the audition process. But he's one of those people, you know, I really admire as an actor, admire as a person. Um, I love the fact that he's getting his time here, and I feel like his character is gonna be, have some legs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this movie, when I walked away from it, I had the sense of pride. Um, like I did when I walked away from Black Panther. Like I remember walking, you know, watching Black Panther. Actually, you know, it's actually very sentimental. The, so the day I'm actually recording this is the anniversary of Chadwick Boseman's, you know, passing. So rest in peace to my king. I just had to say that really quick. Rest in peace, Mr. Chadwick Boseman. We will love you and miss you forever. Anyways, um, so I had a sense of pride, you know, walking out and I'm, I'm not, I'm not Asian. I'm not Chinese. You know, I, you know, I'm African American, but you know, I walked away from this movie just being proud of just culture. You know, this movie was such a beautiful display of culture. It was a beautiful display of, you know, Asian people, especially in a time where, you know, there's a lot of hate crimes going against Asians. You have a former president, you know, number 45 saying, you know, you know, Asian flu and all this stuff like Chinese, you know, Chinese flu and stuff like that. And they're getting a lot of hate and stuff. It's nice to see a culture be celebrated. And honestly, no shade. This movie is what Mulan was supposed to be. <laughs> Oh my, hold on, <laughs> Justin. This movie is what Mulan was supposed to be. So I'm a fan, you know, I love Mulan. The The movie wasn't given, um, you know, it's it was okay. Like it wasn't bad, but there was a lot of controversy surrounded like that movie itself. So that movie didn't land. And I feel like that movie was a beautiful movie too, but it didn't land with you know the audiences all overall and then especially the chinese audience they tore that movie to shreds so they know this is not it um so far uh, shang chi is getting his due diligence and everyone's loving the movie and uh but yeah it's it's about representation i firmly believe that people have the right to see themselves on screen I don't understand. Well, I do understand from the logistical reasons why we have so many of a certain demographic on screen, especially within the superhero and sci-fi genre. Back in the day when all these characters were written, you know, it was written by, you know, white men, you know, or white women, you know, mo but mostly white men. So they wrote themselves on the page. Um, but a good friend of mine, I'm not going to shout him out because I'm not going to give him any type of satisfaction. But if you're listening to this, you're going to know exactly who I'm talking. I'm talking about you. But he said, you know, there's a lot of characters within, you know, comics that doesn't need to be white. For example, Mary Jane. There's no reason why Mary Jane needs to be white. And the reason why I bring her up is because when Zendaya was cast as Mary Jane. Oh, that's not my Mary Jane. And she's supposed to be this and she's supposed to be that. And it's like, I mean, they grew up in Queens. They're in New York. You know what I mean? Like she can be a different color. I don't really think it has to be tied to a specific race. You know, they, unless they're from a particular part of the, of the world or their background has a certain thing. Like, you know, Shang-Chi obviously is an Asian character. Black Panther is from Wakanda. You know, you have Magneto. Um, he, you know, he has the, um, the Hebrew background because he went through the concentration camps, you know, so he has that. So unless you have something like that, there is no reason for all these characters to be white. I'm sorry. There's not. 
Um, I remember when the second iteration of the Fantastic Four came out when Michael B. Jordan was, you know, Johnny Storm. There was a whole big thing. Well, you know, Sue Storm is white and Sue Storm and Johnny Storm are supposed to be brothers and sisters. So how is he going to be black? He could be adopted or she could be adopted. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Their race does not, not, does not define their, their, their character. And there's a lot of characters who are like that. Their race does not define their character. So I think that we're getting into a space and age where it's okay to have different people play these characters. It's okay to celebrate these different characters, whether they're black, white, Asian, Mexican, Cuban, whether they're gay, whether they're trans, you know, it's, you know, straight, you know, I, I think that it's, it's important for people to see themselves on screen. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, you know, I want to be able to see myself more on screen. And if you think about the broad spectrum of the movies and TV shows that comes out, you don't really see that, you know, it's, it's so interesting. So also the night that I'm recording this as well, I just actually came out of the theater of seeing Candyman, and I'm not going to talk about Candyman in this, but just for the sake of representation, there's this theory that black movies don't, they don't sell in Hollywood. Well, they don't sell in the theaters and stuff. And this was a top quality made horror genre movie with a with a black cast you don't see that as much i think jordan peele has redefined that hey we can have black people you know be in horror movies that are actually legit and good you know he had get out and he had us you know and he didn't make this one actually nia DaCosta did who's also directing the next captain marvel movie you know so i'm super excited about that but anyways you know it was made from a top tier quality and level and it's just nice to be able to go out to these movies and not always see the same people doing the same you know stuff you know it's nice to see different stories being told and different types of stories being told so that's why that's I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna talk about Candyman, um, but I was just wanted to talk about the diversity within the horror genre of having like a black movie that was good, you know, it was good. But anyways, Shang Chi. So it was amazing to see how they tied in, you know, the the history, the different the different cultural representations. I know they pulled from different Asian cultural representations all together in this movie, but they did center around a lot around the Chinese culture, um, even down to like the little the little subtle details of when like you know when shang chi well his american name was shine so when he goes to pick up you know his friend played by aquafina um you know he goes over to this house he removes his shoes at the front door i know a lot of asian cultures do that you know a lot of people do it just in general like they don't want their shoes on the carpet but a lot of asian cultures you know they do that as well um they all eat at the dinner table so it was just nice to you know dive into that world I don't know why this movie is coming to my brain, but I'm thinking about um, the Karate Kid with uh, Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. And I remember watching that movie and being like, wow, I want to go to China. I, I want to go to China so bad. Like, this is it's really beautiful. Just going to the countryside and, you know, seeing all the different things over there and just experiencing culture. And, you know, it's I think sometimes people, they live in this small box and they think that's the world. And I used to think that way for the longest time growing up. You know, I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and specifically in, a, in an area called Pine Hills. 
And I, all, my school was there. My church was not too far from there. Well, the, the church that I grew up, grew up was in Pine Hills. Um, and then we branched out, even went to churches that wasn't too far from there. So my, my world was just Pine Hills. The first time, well, I won't say the first time because my aunt, you know, auntie, if you're listening to this, hey, auntie. Um, but my aunt, she lives in Atlanta. She went to college in uh, Detroit and then she, to be a teacher. And then um, she living in Atlanta. So sometimes we go up to Atlanta and I was like, whoa, but I think, it didn't really hit me like that until I was in a like older. I was a child at the time, so I was like, "Oh, we just ride in the car to go see Auntie, whatever, blah blah blah." But I always felt, "Wow, Atlanta is different." Well, specifically, she said it's Snow Mountain. But anyways, I was like, "Atlanta is different." Okay, this is cool. Like this is cool. But I think the first time that I ever really got the taste taste is you know my aunt and I went to New York when I was 16 years old. And we was there from like a Saturday to a Tuesday, I believe. And it was the first time me seeing like a big city like that. You know, I got to see the Statue of Liberty from afar. Uh, we went to, you know, Ground Zero. You know, it was because in 2000, I was 16 in 2006. It was just, you know, five years after 9-11. So it was it was crazy, you know, just how this how everything. But first time riding in the subway and it was just it was nice to see, like, you know, just different people. They had a whole Chinatown. They had, you know, little Italy. They had all that stuff. And I was like, wow, Florida doesn't have any of this. Orlando doesn't have any of this. <laughs> so um, so as I got older, I just, you know, continued to feed my appetite of seeing different cultures. And now as an adult, you know, I love traveling. I love going to different places i went to puerto Vallarta for my birthday earlier this year shout out to mexico um you don't owe me nothing i want to go back and uh but it was nice to just experience different cultures and i think you know speaking of mexico you know the movie coco it was such a beautiful thing and i, I remember i saw that movie in the early screening too this is when i was still working at disney but i saw that movie in the early screening and then i went and saw it you know opening weekend and this is back when i was staying in uh, orange county over here in um in california and this the theater i went to was surrounded by a lot of like mexican neighborhoods and that theater was packed with like you know the entire family you have abuelita you had you know mommy and poppy you had the children there and it was like everyone was there and it was nice to have everyone come out and see themselves on screen and even though it was an animated movie you know about a particular holiday the cultural representations of the movie was on point it was amazing and it was beautiful to see it was nice to see um so i think that's what shang chi does really really well it celebrates its culture even within a superhero genre even within a fantasy genre it celebrates the culture and i think that movies like shang chi movies like black panther you know um the upcoming miss marvel movie you know the, that's going to be you know hopefully really really well a representation as well you know it's nice to see these different you know cultures on screen and these people who don't normally get them see themselves you know how many super, how many asian superheroes are out there just shang chi you know what i mean like how many how many indian superheroes are out there you know like we're we're just breaking ground we're trying to get more black superhero you know sam wilson just became captain america and that whole falcon and the winter soldier was basically him understanding the mantle of him being captain america and like the speeches that he had with isaiah bradley about how you know they would never let a black man become captain america and no respective black man would want to be like that's a powerful thing and it's just resting on the realization that a lot of for the longest time america has not wanted you know minorities to you know go forward and be great it's a new day it's a new dawn and we're here to stay 
and I'm so happy that Shang-Chi delivered. It was amazing. Um, like I said, the, the end credit scenes, oh, this, okay. So this, because this is a spoiler, let's talk about the end credit scenes a little bit. So there was two. Uh, let's start with the last, last one at the very end. So I'm assuming that if, like I said, if you're listening to this, you've already seen the movie. So the one at the very, very end shows uh, his sister. I cannot think of her name at this time. I'm so sorry I was not prepared. I just jumped on the microphone. But anyways, um, it shows his sister going back home to reclaim the palace and her um, Mandarin. That's it's not Mandarin. It's it's not. It's I, Mandarin is the the language. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find out what this is, and we're we're gonna get it together. I guess it's called the Mandarin. I don't know. But anyways, um, I know I'm gonna get slaughtered because I should have been more prepared. But anyways, it shows his sister going back home, and it sort of indicated that she's about to become the new Mandarin. Well, not necessarily because you know Shang Chi. He's the one who has the ten rings now. But I guess she's going to be taken over because she had her own fight club. And um, so I guess she's going to move the fight club there because she's always been like Miss Underappreciated and all the stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. But I would say the one that had the most weight to it was the mid credit scene where basically they're out at dinner. No, I think no. So they're out at dinner um, at the very end of the movie and Wong comes to get them and was like, hey, come follow me. And then the movie goes off. And then pretty much it's them talking to Wong and Wong is from the Doctor Strange series. And then it shows Bruce Banner and it shows Captain Marvel on those little like communication screen things. And they're studying like the rings and they're like the rings are giving off a beacon. And it, it was just really cool. It gave me like that Infinity War like vibes at the very end when um when uh sam jackson oh not sam jackson um nick fury sam jackson is the name but yeah when nick fury uh he pressed the little communicating thing to call um captain marvel and then they're trying to figure out what that is and then she shows up it gave me that feel and i'm like wow so i love how this movie was its own contained story but yet it ties it into everything else i love i love to see it i love to see it i love to see it but uh yeah so i'm i'm super excited for what Shang-Chi is going to be bringing to us in the future. I wonder where he's going to turn up next. Hopefully he doesn't have to go too much longer with him dropping in. You know, the way things are shaking up, you know, we had that Spider-Man trailer that came out and, you know, I'm hopefully by the time this comes out, there's going to be a video of me talking about it because we need to talk about this, the, that trailer. We, we need to talk about it. But anyways, um, but yeah, check that out. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going on my YouTube channel. I'm going to talk about, I, I, I did a trailer reaction, but there's going to be another video. I'm gonna, um, there should be out already as well. But anyways, hopefully he shows up in another movie. If not Spider-Man, I don't think it's going to be Spider-Man. It'll probably be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I feel like that's going to be this phase's Captain, uh, not Captain, well, Captain America Civil War movie where all these Avengers are just going to show up at some type of way for some type of reason. But... What did you guys think of Shang-Chi? Have you guys seen it? Did you guys like it? Um, do you guys want to see more like, you know, representation of different cultures and not to say that, you know, white people can't have their movies. They can, they already, they just already have a whole bunch, <laughs> but you know, I want to see everyone on screen. It's, it's, it's not, it's not in the sense of like, I only want to see black or I only want to see, you know, Asian or Mexican. I want to see everyone. I want everyone to have a presence on screen. And if the story calls for all white, 
black cast is great if a story calls fall asian cast is great but i want to see more people a, a melting pot of just people coming together behind this camera and also in front of the camera it's just as important to have talent behind the camera too if women can't if women are not given the opportunity to go back there and direct their own movies how those stories are going to be told correctly you know what i mean if you know if transgender women or transgender men don't have the opportunity to go behind the camera or be a producer how their story is going to be told great you know the one of the things that made polls amazing is that not only were you had uh, all female transgender cast you know, you also have people of transgender behind the camera and in the writing room, writing those stories. So those, those stories can be told authentically. So I think that representation, you know, is still my underlying theme of how it matters. And I'm so happy that this movie is the Black Panther to the Asian culture. Anyways, you guys, I'm going to get up out of here. Um, like I said, please follow me on my Instagram page and also on Twitter at the movie Bugle. Please share anything that you see. Please like and comment in there as well. And please, please, please go follow me on my YouTube page. Anytime I post any videos, please make sure to like, comment and subscribe and share. All of those things are so important to help me grow my channel. I love talking to you guys. I'm so happy to be back. This particular episode is a special episode. My episodes will be released continuously every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. This episode is just being released Friday, September 3rd. So but look out for another episode coming out, you know, this coming Tuesday. And I will talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.